Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us this morning for a return engagement. It's been a while, but uh, I think maybe the second or third time you've been on the show talking about this topic, Scott. Scott Harrison, Executive Director of the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network in Tyler. Good morning, Scott. It's always great to have you with us. Good morning, John. I'm excited to be back to share with uh, everyone about what's going on at Cornerstone. And don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash audio and scroll down to In Focus or check the page for the iTunes link. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning the day after the show airs. Scott, in business since March 2013. Been about two and a half years and looks like things are going great with Cornerstone. Let's recap. Tell us a little bit about how it all came to pass three and a half years ago and what Cornerstone is all about today. All right, John, uh, Cornerstone uh, started as a, a new nonprofit agency. We took a look around uh, the landscape here in Tyler, and we saw so many great nonprofits doing such great work. We noticed a lot of uh, wonderful uh, agencies, uh, Salvation Army, PATH, St. Vincent de Paul, St. Paul Children's Foundation, doing a great job meeting the needs of people, especially on the low end of poverty. What we noticed was that people on the higher end of poverty, say a, a couple who's uh, they're in the middle class, uh, he gets injured on the job and she gets laid off within a few weeks of each other, they suddenly go from a substantial income to, to nothing and they don't know how to navigate those waters. So we decided we would step in and try to work with folks on the high end of poverty and we've had tremendous success helping people. Okay. Now you're located on uh, Beckham and Ferguson, just north of front, the old Assembly of God building, any landmark that you want to use, easy to find, uh, really uh, on the edge of downtown Tyler is where you're located. But uh, it's important to note that uh, people in need of help don't come directly to you. They are referred by churches, nonprofits, businesses. Tell us a little bit about exactly how that works and how a person is going to end up at your doorstep if he or she needs help. Uh, the way people uh, come in, John, is uh, not just walking in off the street asking for help, but rather uh, they've gone to some someone. So uh, we had a young man one time who came to us and uh, great worker at his job and his went to, he went to tell his employer that he had lost his place to live and his life had become unstable. He wasn't sure he was going to be able to continue to work. And his employer knew of us and, and called us, and uh, the man came in, and we were able to help that young man find a new place to live. He did have a felony, and that made it difficult for him to locate a place to live. And his employer wasn't sure how to navigate those waters, but, but we knew how to help him through that time. So as people go to uh, their business, their church or another nonprofit agency and begin sharing their story. Uh, those people, and we've had 85 different churches, businesses, and nonprofits refer people to us in the short time that we've been open. Uh, they recognize that this person, uh, with a little help, with a safety net, will be able to get out of poverty, and they refer that person to us, and, and they stand behind that person mm -hmm. when they send them to us. That's important to note. If, For example, if a church wants to send someone to us, uh, they sign a form saying, we're sending this person to you, and we're going to help you as they work to transform their lives. Mm -hmm. So you've got this, I guess, what you could call a network of 85 churches, businesses, and nonprofits that have referred people. But if a church, business, or nonprofit that has never done business with you before, so to speak, has never heard of you, but um, something, well, say, for example, they're listening to this show, and they want to jump in that water for the very first time, I reckon you'll be more than happy to have them sign on with you. We'd be happy for them to do that. All they need to do is go to our website, etcornerstone.org, and click the Partner tab, 
and they will find the referral form right there. They can print it out, sign it, and send it to give it to the client and have that client bring that to us. Mm -hmm. And if they want to contact you by phone, I believe 903-597-5334 is the number to call. That's correct. Um, I am not mistaken, which I'm not, thank heavens. <laughs> okay. Now, your network of partners goes well beyond those 85 churches, businesses, and nonprofits, and however many more you recruit. Because uh, I know just from talking to you and visiting with uh, people on your staff, looking at your website, uh, agencies like PATH and the Salvation Army, East Texas Human Needs Network, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show, they have recognized the fact that they can't do it all as individual agencies. All of these agencies need each other. And there may be a client that comes to PATH's door and PATH realizes, hey, and of course PATH is where you came from. That's where you were working before you worked at the um, Cornerstone Assistance Network. So I guess really to sum it up, the partnerships that you have with the different nonprofits human needs agencies in the community are excellent. It's just really a, a key to your success, I take it. It, it really has been, John. Uh, when we first opened our doors, I went to two or three of the agencies and said, what can we do to help, and discovered uh, needs that they had, and were able to step in and, and help them with that. One of the great things about the nonprofits in Tyler is how well we all work together. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, someone made a donation yesterday of uh, some food. Mm -hmm. uh, to Cornerstone uh, canned food. We don't actually distribute canned, uh, canned food. We don't have a food program like that because St. Paul Children's Foundation and PATH do that so very well. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is any food that comes into us, uh, we take to one of the other agencies and give that to them because they're already doing it well. We don't want to duplicate their services. Mm -hmm. Scott Harrison, Executive Director of the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance and Network in Tyler, is our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and let's kind of take it back to basics again here for just a moment. East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, as folks will learn from checking your website partners in Christian Love with churches, businesses, and other nonprofits to assist people in poverty with life transformation. And let's maybe kind of walk through that a little bit. Maybe tell a story or two, if you like. What happens when someone comes to your doorstep? And you've already told one story in brief, but maybe if we can go through some of the nuts and bolts about what actually happens when a person ends up at East Texas Cornerstone and needs your assistance. What, uh, what does that process look like? Uh, the process is, it varies from person to person, John. Uh, we don't have just one set uh, established program, but let me tell you about, uh, there was a counselor in Tyler Independent School District, and there was a student uh, that the counselor encountered, an elementary school student. The student was having some struggles and problems, and the mm -hmm. counselor began visiting with the child and found out from the child that neither mom nor dad had a job at the time. They'd mm -hmm. moved here recently, and they had been unable to secure uh, stable employment. The counselor knew about Cornerstone and referred the parents to us. So mom and dad came to visit with us, sat down with our case manager. The first thing we did was we gave mom and dad a job. We provide immediate employment to people who come in and need it. So mom and dad went to work that day when they came to see us. We're in, uh, you referred to the old First Assembly of God building. It's a very large building. There are 16 other agencies that we provide office space for. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of work within the building that needs to be done. And then all the work that we do at Cornerstone in terms of sorting donations, operating two stores, uh, the other programs that we have, there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. So we actually hire the clients when they come in and put them in our job training program. We then begin working with those people to help them find a better job, a new job or a better job. 
quite often, John, when people come in and say they can't afford to pay their water bill, the problem is not that they can't afford to pay their water bill. It's that they don't have enough income coming in to pay their water bill. That's the, that's the root of the problem. So if we can change their job situation, we have helped them pay their water bill for years to come instead of just writing a check to pay that one water bill. And that was the case with this mom and dad where the child was having problems at school. Uh, we interviewed the, the mom, we interviewed the dad, we found out their skills, uh, contacted two businesses in town, sent them to those businesses, and both mom and dad had stable employment by the end of that week, and the child's uh, schoolwork improved at that point, and everything got stronger uh, because that counselor knew to send that family to Cornerstone. Mm -hmm. One thing that you say really gets my attention, immediate employment. People can just walk in and you can put them to work right away. That sounds, uh, frankly, a little bit hard to believe, but you're doing it. How does that work? We're doing it, John, because uh, people can only come to us if they're being referred by one of our partner agencies. Uh -huh. So we don't have a lot of people coming through our door. Uh, we see very few people each day. And some of the folks that we see, they don't need immediate employment. Mm -hmm. They need an immediate referral to another job, or they need us to uh, get them lined up with assistance in some other way. But those who do need employment, uh, we're, able, uh, we're able to take care of as they come in. But it comes down to the fact that the only folks that we see are folks that are referred by other agencies, and the other agencies are uh, very discretionary in who they send to us. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's that follow-up. You continue to visit back and forth with the partner agencies, the referral agencies, if you will, and follow up with the clients once they have moved past their time with uh, East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, just to see how they're doing. That's really, I think, an important piece of what you do. It, yes, we do, John. Uh, we have folks that come in, and, and sometimes your need, I mentioned the couple that came in, and within a week they were placed at a, a wonderful place of employment and moved on with their life. Sometimes people come in, and because of their life circumstances, they will work in our building for months. Mm -hmm. We get to know them well. We get to know their needs. We had a woman recently that we had helped. She got back on her feet. Things were going well in her life. And it came time for her to let go of a piano that she had had for mm. quite some time. And she brought that piano back to us and donated it to us in the store. And it was, it was quite a, a beautiful thing. And she donated it in honor of a dentist from Bethesda Health Clinic yeah. who, had, uh, who had helped her. And we had sent her to Bethesda, and they did a tremendous job uh, meeting her medical needs. It was just—it was great to see the client come back as a donor. We do keep up with many of the people that come through our system. Mm -hmm. Scott Harrison, Executive Director of the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, located at 200 North Beckham Avenue at Beckham and Ferguson, 903-597-5334. Scott is our guest this morning. That website, if you want to check it out for lots of useful information, etcornerstone.org. I think it's also important to know uh, to note that your case manager referred to on your website, and I'm sure quite accurately, is loving, knowledgeable, and that person is going to evaluate all aspects of the client's life, treating people as individuals, taking into consideration physical, spiritual, and emotional needs, and basically drawing up a plan for life change on a case-by-case -case basis. Sounds like a winning formula to me, and I know it's been working for you. Your agency's grown quite a bit, I take it, in the last three and a half years. Yes, we, we really have, John. Uh, we've been blessed in, in so many ways. 
it's we are a Christian agency, and I often tell people I've I've seen God do a lot of things in my life. I've never seen Him touch a work as often as He touches the work that we do at mm-hmm. Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. But we've been able to develop some wonderful programs and partnerships and relationships and transform a lot of lives. Okay. Let's move on. Some of the things we wanted to emphasize today, and we'll jump around. There are a lot of things to talk about going on under your roof and uh, several miles up the road, like, for example, in Lindale. Now, you have the store at Cornerstone. Everybody's welcome at the store, open to the general public. You provide quality clothes, household items, appliances, furniture for anybody who wants to shop there. And um, that's right off your website. And uh, for the most of your existence, we've been talking about the store in Tyler, right there um, at 200 North Beckham Avenue. But now a newbie, the new resale, resale store and donation center in Lindale. That just opened up last month. Tell us what's going on there. We're excited about this expansion, uh, John. We saw such success with the uh, the store on Beckham, so many people are able to come in and take care of their family's needs. Uh, it, we have extremely high-quality clothes that our donors have given to us, and we sell them at extremely low prices. Uh, shirts and blouses are $2.00. Uh, jeans and dresses are four dollars and on Fridays everything's half price so folks can come in and they can take care of their family's needs and they can uh, provide for uh, for their own household and that's been so successful we wanted to expand that and take that elsewhere so we began looking around we looked at a variety of cities in the area and finally uh, ended up with some strong relationships in Lindale with the wonderful folks there uh, through the Chamber of Commerce through uh, some of the businesses in town that were very welcoming to us and supportive to us as we began uh, searching for a place to land. So we've opened a new resale and donation center in Lindale. It's at 1420 South Main. That's the main drag uh, coming into Lindale. So if you go between Lindale and Tyler, we're about uh, about a mile south of downtown Lindale on the east side of the road. Mm-hmm. And business booming there too, I assume. Business is going very well. Uh, that store is open uh, from 9 in the morning till 7 at night, Monday through Friday. And that allows folks who work in Tyler and live in Lindale to stop by on their way home after work. And then we're open Saturday there from 9 to 5. And by the way, the store in Tyler on Beckham, open 9 to 6 Monday through Friday and 9 to 2 on Saturday. And I take it that uh, that dovetails with your jobs program and jobs training program because some of the clients that come in, I guess you, you put them to work there. Absolutely. The, the store, and one reason we wanted to multiply the success of the store was it, it's multifaceted in, in all that it does. It provides uh, folks in Tyler a, a good place to, to donate, and people, uh, people when they're, they're through with something but it has a lot of life left in it, mm-hmm. they don't want to throw it away. They, they know there's somebody out there who needs it, and they're just not sure how to get it to those people. So they bring it to us, and we know how to connect people uh, with that merchandise. So it lets folks in Tyler... Uh, do good things with their donations. We have volunteers that come in and work in the store, and there are folks who are looking for something to put some deep meaning in their life, and they'll come in and help us sort clothes or run the cash register in the store, and that uh, they're able then to uh, meet the folks that come in and build relationships with our frequent shoppers, and that's very rewarding to those uh, volunteers that come in. Mm -hmm. Another thing in the store is people, I said earlier, they're able to take care of their own family. They're able to take care of their needs whenever those needs come up and whatever those needs are. Uh, That's as opposed to if we gave the clothes away, if we operated a traditional clothes closet, 
you have to come in and you have to prove that you need it. And if you want clothes for yeah. children, you have to prove you have those children. And, and it's a, at times it can be a demeaning process. And when they walk into our store, uh, they're greeted as a customer. And our question to them is not, do you qualify to come in here? Our question to them is, how can we help you today? Mm-hmm. And we do our best to meet their needs whenever they come in. It provides a wonderful uh, revenue stream. So one of the things that happens is as people shop in the store and pay for their items, we're able to take that money. And that's how we're able to pay many of the people then that we hire to work in the store. Sure. So the the difficult-to-believe part of what we do is that immediate employment facet. One way we're able to do that is because when people come in and pay for items in the store, we're able to take that money and channel it right back into the folks that need a job, and mm-hmm. we're able to provide jobs for people. Mm-hmm. Scott Harrison, Executive Director, East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network in Tyler, with now a new place in Lindale at 1420 South Main, I guess this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Another thing you're doing, providing rent assistance for people in East Texas. That's an interesting program. You're working in conjunction with the East Texas Human Needs Network and the Salvation Army on that, I understand? Yes, John. This is a, a brand new program. Just started uh, the 1st of September. We're very excited to be part of this. It's part of a federal grant that has come into town and we're administering it's actually called the homeless prevention uh, portion Mm. of that so as people come in and if they're not able to pay their rent they're going to become homeless we're able to step in and and provide the funds for them so that they can stay in their current housing and not not lose that and not become homeless we're working with salvation army uh, on this they're administering the bulk of the grant and uh, the uh, East Texas Human Needs Network is instrumental in this because they're part of the Texas Homeless Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a, a part of what the federal government looks at before they will just hand you uh, large amounts of money to give away. They want to make sure that you're part of a community, that you're connected, that you know uh, what you're doing, that you have strong relationships in your area. Mm-hmm. And the East Texas Human Needs Network provides that for all the nonprofits in Smith County. Mm-hmm. You have continued partnerships providing, first of all, clothes for the Christian Women's Job Corps. A little bit first about who the Christian Women's Job Corps is and what it does. We had them on the show a few years ago, but time for a little bit of a refresher course and how you're helping them out. Christian Women's Job Corps is a fantastic nonprofit agency here in town. They take women who need some training in job skills, hard skills, and soft skills. So they teach them uh, how to operate various computer programs. They teach them uh, how to dress, how to interview, uh, proper on-the-job etiquette, mm-hmm. and work with them on their resume. Just do a tremendous uh, program. When a woman goes through that program, she's worked very hard and is ready to go out and start a new life. But quite often, they don't have the wardrobe that they need. Uh, for the jobs that they're now looking for. Mm-hmm. That's where we step in. This uh, coming Friday, we have the privilege, we'll be welcoming 52 graduates from Christian Women's Job Corps, mm. and we provide them with vouchers, and they'll be able to they'll be able to put together uh, five or six outfits with the vouchers that we give them, and they come Great. in and shop. Uh, we have a couple of really nice dressing rooms. Our store is very large and can accommodate all of them as they come in, and, and we're happy to help them. John, I had a woman from Christian Women's Job Corps once, and she sat in my office, and she said, I know God has a great job for me because he's provided the clothes for me to wear to that new job, uh-huh. and she was so excited about it. 
All righty. Beds for the East Texas Crisis Center and the Children's Advocacy Center. That's an interesting concept. Tell us how that works. It is. It, it's interesting and a bit messy, uh, John. Hmm. Uh, in Texas, a uh, little-known law that you cannot resell a bed, uh, a store cannot resell a bed. Uh, the state has a variety of, of laws that limit that. So agencies... Uh, don't take beds in donation. Uh, at Cornerstone, we're the exception to that. We take beds for one purpose. We take beds so that we can give them away uh, to women coming out of the crisis center and families connected with the Child Advocacy Center. So it works like this. Quite often, a woman who goes to the East Texas Crisis Center, uh, she walks in, she's got her purse on her shoulder, a child under her arm, and a child by her hand, and that's everything that she owns. And after that great organization works with her, helps her get on her feet, they help her find a place to live, but sometimes then she needs a place for her children to sleep, and she doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. We had a lady recently, a woman came by, and because of the uh, gender and ages of her children, she needed five queen-size beds. Mm. Just imagine what that would cost. And she walked into our building and said, I need five queen-size beds. And we said, here they are, they're yours. And she was able to take them home and get her family up and running again. Mm, great. You just launched your Christmas toy drive, a toy drive that operates uh, more than a little bit differently from most toy drives. Again, a very interesting concept there. It is. Uh, John, we had a wonderful group, the uh, Farm Bureau insurance agents from the, uh, this area, collected toys and brought them to us yesterday. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of toys and just beautiful brand new toys. What we'll do with those toys is we will take them and we will mark them at one half of the lowest resale, uh, retail value that we can find on those toys and mm -hmm. we'll put them in our store. Now what this does is it allows families to come in and not receive a handout of toys but to come in and provide toys for their family at Christmas. A couple of years ago, we had a man who was standing, and he was looking at our collection of toys, and he'd been standing there for a good while, and one of our staff members walked up and was a bit worried about him and said, Sir, can I help you? And the man was fighting tears when he said, Oh, sir, you have made it possible for me to provide Christmas for my family. Mm. And we contrast that to the traditional toy giveaway that we do, and when we do that, we, we sometimes, uh, very well-intentioned, we go into a family in poverty and we'll provide hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of toys to that one family. And it's a bit devastating, especially to a father, to look out and see his children receiving Christmas of a magnitude that he will never be able to provide mm. for his children. Uh, the way that we do it, that father is able to come in and purchase toys for his children. Grandparents have really, they found our store mm. at Christmas and they love to come in. Uh, we had a lady recently who came in and she, she bought a toy and she said, I just saw this at the store and I couldn't afford it for my grandchild. And now that I found it at Cornerstone, I'm able to afford it for my grandchild. Okay, that's great. You're continuing with your successful job program. We touched on the job training program a little while ago in the show. Maybe go into a little bit more detail on that, how that works. And how you're so and what and talk about the success of it too. Uh, what we're able to do, John, is people come in and and we give them immediate employment. They begin working for us, and our store workers train them. Uh, our merchandising uh, managers train them. We go out and do pickups. Uh, people who are making donation of furniture and appliances, and we take our clients with us on those on those runs, and they help load the truck and unload the truck. 
they help customers in the store, they help take care of our building. And as they do that, we're constantly coaching them along the way. Uh, this is how you do this, this is how you work. Uh, we have an actual time clock. They clock in and out, and some have never used a time clock before. Mm-hmm. So we teach them the, the ins and outs of that. So when they do get employment, some of this is not is not new to them. We also lovingly teach them some of the hard lessons, like you forgot to clock in, and that mm-hmm. may cost you some in your paycheck. It's just some of the realities that happen uh, in in the workplace. If they come in and they're dressed inappropriately, we require them to change clothes. And we have thousands of pieces of clothes at that point for them to change into, but we teach them about appropriate dress and appropriate ways to treat people. Once they've worked for us for a little bit, we can then serve as a reference for them. And think of what a game changer this is. Uh, we had a young woman who came in and she had applied for a multitude of jobs and was not getting any interviews. And when she came to us, we changed her resume because she had never worked anywhere. And now her resume said current employment, East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network. Uh And she listed what she did and listed us as her references. She immediately began getting interviews for jobs and they were able to call us and we were able to say, honestly, she's worked for us. She does great work. She's polite. She's courteous. And she's going to do a great job for you. And she landed a wonderful job. Uh, She was the same person she was before, but she had no experience and no references. And we were able to provide that for her. Mm -hmm. Again, Scott Harrison, Executive Director, East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Uh, A few minutes left in the show. If we can talk a little bit about your big fundraiser every year, the No Run Run. Just wrapped it up in August, coming up again next August, and tell us how that works. Absolutely. Uh, John, we have a lot of fun with our No Run Run. We don't run a marathon each year, and we have people sign up to not run, and then they sign up their friends and family members to pay them a certain amount for every mile they don't run Hmm. and and our our concept is simply this it's held on august the 8th every year it's august this is texas if you run a marathon you're probably going to die of heat stroke Uh so we're saving lives all over the place by having people (laughs) not run in the no run run and people as you just did they they laugh and they say i like this concept and uh this also, John, is a very, very low-cost fundraiser when you think about it. We don't provide T-shirts for those not running. We don't provide water bottles. We don't have judges. We don't have prizes. We don't have trophies. We don't do anything. And I'll tell you, it's a little, uh, it's a little odd on the day of the No Run Run. We don't actually do anything but just uh, wrap up the No Run Run on that day. Uh, we were very successful this year. Uh, we had some some wonderful donors that stepped forward, some wonderful businesses, uh, Neighbors ER here in town, the Catch Restaurant, Fairway Auto Group stepped up as our top-level sponsors, and we appreciate them, the donations that they made, along with all the folks that gave their nickels and dimes for all the miles not run. We raised over $63,000 that help us transform people's lives out of poverty. Mm-hmm. A couple of minutes left in the show. Quickly, I just want to mention that you can donate. You can donate uh, on the website, etcornerstone.org. You can donate money, you can donate goods, and you can learn a lot more about uh, some of the goods you can donate. We've talked about it on the show, and you can also check the website to find out the kinds of things that you accept and encourage people to give you as donations. And we talked a little bit earlier about the volunteer opportunities. There are just a lot, without going into a lot of detail, a lot of things that need to be done 
that are handled by volunteers, as is the case with practically every nonprofit human needs type agency. And if you go to the website, etcornerstone.org, you can learn more about that. Uh, you get good training. You can also make that phone call to 903-597-5334 if you want to volunteer. So plenty of opportunities for donations and volunteerism. Just get in touch on the website or by calling that number we just gave out. I guess to really kind of wrap it up, Scott, as far as the general public is concerned, the main things that I think people probably need to know are that they can donate, they can volunteer, they can shop in your stores in Tyler and Lindale, and if you are involved with a church, a nonprofit, or a business that has somebody who needs help. They need to know that they can get in touch with you and you will follow up with them and uh, hopefully be able to really transform the life of the individual that they're referring. So I guess we can take this as an opportunity to encourage people to give you a call if they happen to be working with someone or have somebody in their employ, somebody in their church congregation who needs your assistance. Absolutely. We welcome new partners all of the time. Thank you, John. Mm -hmm. 85 churches, businesses, and nonprofits have already referred, and that number is continuing to grow. And your network of partners, we mentioned the East Texas Crisis Center, Children's Advocacy Center, Salvation Army, PATH, East Texas Human Needs Network. The list just goes on and on and on. Um, let's see here. Maybe if we just give out the hours of the store again. Uh, 9 to 6 Monday through Friday, I understand, in Tyler, and 9 to 2 on Saturday. That's at 200 North Beckham Avenue. In Lindale, brand new store, just opened up and going strong, but you can make it stronger. 9 to 7 Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 on Saturday. Great opportunity to buy stuff that's good quality without spending an arm and a leg on it. Scott, continued good luck with everything you're doing. It just sounds as though you really have it going on. You can always use new partners, volunteers, donations, and store shoppers. So thanks for stopping by and talking to us a little bit about it today. Thank you, John, for having me. It's always a joy to share what God's doing through Cornerstone Assistance Network. You bet. East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, the agency, Scott Harrison, the executive director. Scott, our guest this morning on In Focus. Great show, great visit, and again, Scott, keep doing good things. I'm John Sims. That's our show for this week. But we will see you again next week on In Focus.